What's going on, everybody? I am here with a fantastic Jill from Destination Linux, one of the amazing co-hosts on the show. And I am so glad she's here because her taste in games is amazing. Um, so, Jill, how about you tell people what kind of like your general interests are? I mean, I know that, but for those that don't. <laughs> um. Uh, so for in gaming, okay. So I like first-person puzzlers, first-person exploration games, um, parkour games, uh, and surreal games. Yeah, so that, it, it covers so <laughs> such a, a wide gamut of games, but it all 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 flowed down because of Portal. Portal was you know the birth of the first-person puzzler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so was. I have a a big portal cube behind me <laughs> with the <a> turret, <laughs> and uh, that's always been my favorite element in games is is the puzzles and the atmosphere, and you know beautiful art artistic you know just very um, modern but minimal at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, like um, that one of my favorite games is Cairo. Oh, and nice. the other is antechamber and they're first person puzzlers, but with a, definitely a, an artistic uh, feel to them. In fact, I teach computer animation and motion graphics and a lot of my students want to go into gaming. So um, I make sure that they're exposed to those very artistic and surreal games that work real well, but have some really nice puzzle elements to keep, keep the flow going or a nice story. And that's the thing I loved about it, like your your taste in games because I remember there was a a video or a recommendation that I made a, a while ago that you had talked about. I believe I made the recommendation of Valley. Yeah, so uh, that's one of my favorites. Yes, and <laughs> you had mentioned that you, you just love like that the atmospheric type of gameplay and just the way that the world's built and the kind of the artistic design to it. So. Mm -hmm. With these being tailored game recommendations that we both try, <laughs> I had recommended that we try Skybreak. Now, yeah. Skybreak came out in 2016, so this is an older game. Does not require the most high-end hardware to run. This episode of Gamester is brought to you by DigitalOcean and their app platform. DigitalOcean's app platform service is a solution to build modern cloud-native apps. Use a simple, intuitive, visually rich experience to rapidly build and deploy, manage, and scale apps. Support for Node.js, Python, Go, PHP, Ruby, static sites, Docker, and container images. It's highly scalable, zero infrastructure management. What does that mean? Well, you simply point to your GitHub or GitLab repositories and let App Platform do all the heavy lifting. It handles the infrastructure, app runtimes, dependencies, so that you can push code to production in just a few clicks. It gives you secure apps so they create, manage, renew your SSL certifications, and also protect your apps from DDoS attacks. Or encode with little to no customization. App Platform uses open cloud-native standards and automatically analyzes your code, creates containers, and runs them on Kubernetes clusters. As a listener of Gamesphere Podcast and a member of the DLN community, you can get started for free. Actually, better than free, because DigitalOcean is giving you a $100 credit when you go to do.co slash DLN. Again, go to do.co slash DLN to get started with your $100 free credit on DigitalOcean's new app platform. We want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of Gamesphere. So the thing that I love about this is this is from the developers who made Far Sky, 
Also, also Skybreak, obviously, and they made another game called The Free Ones. Unfortunately, the studio did go belly up. I wanted to highlight these this particular game because it's all about the atmosphere with this game. And yes. like, like you had mentioned, it has that minimalist aesthetic to it, mm-hmm. but it's also got almost a minimalist sound. And one of the first things you'll notice with like the, the minimalist sound is kind of the, uh, as soon as you boot up the game is the audio is just, it's a simple piano intro. There, there, yeah. There's not a lot really of like, beautiful. with this type of game, you normally think like synth heavy kind of game as far as like soundtrack. And it, it's not, it is very minimal in it's kind of ambient musical score and it's yeah. really, really cool it's ambient it's got it's got a really beautiful use of sound effects as well yeah it does like uh discover yeah, yeah th- things like the the mechs like the road like you know the, on screen you'll see a little robot the floating is, around yeah make and, a cute little woo, woo. yeah <laughs> and then like the the only criticism i really have on the sound be- is maybe the lack of voice acting but it kind of makes sense it because, works for this game it does yeah and uh, and the, oh, the text pop-ups are are really easy to read and understand. Mm-hmm. So they did a good job at conveying that without having to use voice. They did, and like you'll see here, like you always have these constant reminders on the for like what buttons do what. Now, you can you this can be considered a controller criticism. Is the controller works, but it kind of doesn't. It's it's a little wonky. Like if you manually set it up, it works fine. Mm-hmm. It's the auto detection doesn't necessarily work. I did not try to. <laughs> I did not try um, the controller configuration stuff within Steam. I just went. I tried default because oh, okay. I, I wanted to try the the default experience for it, and wasn't great. It's usable once you remap some stuff and everything. Typical kind of half baked PC version of controller support there. Yeah, but well, it did say it had partial controller support, which. Um... I hadn't tried because I, I use everything, you know, WASDA and mouse. <laughs> yeah. PC gamer. Get <laughs> yeah. No, I will use a controller like for really, for really good, like 2D platformers and, and that kind of thing. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> where you need a lot of twitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a movement. <laughs> but I prefer keyboard and mouse. <laughs> yep. The WSD person all yeah. day. I totally get it. But. If you guys look at the interface here that I have on screen is like, it'll tell you what keys you need to have for, you know, your inventory is a tab. R is the use. Aim is literally just the mouse one. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to get closer, it's, you know, right, cl- right click for uh, a more aimed charge shot kind of deal. It's really, really it- easily usable as far as controls. Yeah, yeah, I was I was really happy that they had you know the little hints there, so you didn't have to go around searching for them. It yeah. was really intuitive. It, it was, um, you know. Then, like you mentioned, the the, the pop ups, they they work with mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the game too. Like like on here, you'll see um, it's E to interact with anything if you're using the keyboard. And the nice thing with that is it's literally just and it'll bring up an aesthetic portion i have up where where it gives you the save or call skylift and it's just it fits the aesthetic of the overall game is what i really like now uh the animations um they're not terrible um they're they're very the time of the version of unity that they were using yeah 
Just quick fades usually. First, it works for the game. Like, it, like th- this game is. It's really hard to for me to really say what it, what makes it so good, and I think it's just really just the atmosphere. Like, mm-hmm. like you can there are elements you can nitpick and uh, you know kind of all the other stuff, but everything just t- kind of ties together to make it work, and I think that's because the the vision of like the studio as a whole. Because if you played any of their prior games, that you know, if you played Far Sky, if you played the free ones, the whole thing is atmosphere. Yeah, uh, that's really what it's about, and that's how he designed stuff. Yeah, it's it's thematically, you know, it's the the theme is is the same throughout. There's there's no uh, like paper cuts of you know wrong icons or or um, the graphics being off. It's it's really themed really nicely and cohesive. <laughs> The other thing I was going to tell you, this is actually cool, Matt, that you chose this one for me, is because survival games aren't necessarily my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really aren't. Ironic. Yeah, you you picked it right because it's it's for me it's about the atmosphere and the artistry and uh, the 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 uh, you know of the fun of mm-hmm. going through a game. Uh, so yeah, survival games aren't necessarily my favorite, but a good science fiction one with really good exploration and a good story. I do enjoy. And speaking of that point, this one is inspired by and very similar to No Man's Sky, which is one of my favorites in the genre. Mm -hmm. And No Man's Sky was released the same year, 2016. So a whole lot of sci-fi survival games came out Mm -hmm. around that same time because of all the the excitement around No Man's Sky. And this one was no exception. When you compare those two, you can almost see kind of a similarity, not so much in design, yeah, but like yeah. aesthetics. Aesthetics. Yeah. So the story for this game is it's not complicated. It's not overly wrought. It, it's pretty straightforward. You are humanity was decimated by a disease. You were out on a planet to find essentially the cure, and then your ships with your scientists friends get shot with a bunch of lightning, and you crash land. That is yes. pretty much, and then <laughs> pretty much yeah. your job is to get the care and go home. That's, yeah. that, that's the story. There's more to it, obviously, but for the most part, that's pretty much the storyline. Like what you'll see on screen right now is I'm looking out at the observation deck. If you look up at the sky, one of the things I loved is kind of like the color palette. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they use that sunset. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you got like the sun up here with like an asteroid field kind of going through it, but you also have like the nebula up over in the corner that just kind of makes it, gives it that very sci fi feel. Yeah. And definitely. That is something that like, like that's just like a small touch that I can really appreciate. Yeah. Now you can do weird silly things like oh hey look i'm up in these the sky lift uh i just jumped all the way down to the ground yeah <laughs> the <laughs> great glass elevator <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, and this. you get you have died <laughs> yes yeah. one thing i did try is uh jumping off the uh space station yep. onto the ground you know and i, I just wanted to see what it will the game actually let you do that because in the early years of no man's sky you couldn't do things like yep. that and in this one you can yep they, they totally let you and they're, they're like <laughs> you've died that freedom that they give is really cool uh another thing that i liked with the mm-hmm. kind of the freedom aspect is you can actually you kind of get multiple pets you don't get like one yeah you, you get you get kitty pets. bots you do. <laughs> um, so 
you have the floating eyeball mecca there that follows you around that kind of gives you hints and mm-hmm. is actually part of the gameplay to give give you a uh when you explore and kind of keeps track of where like key things are for you it's basically uh, like a sonar robot it's really actually it's an interesting mechanic yes and you know i was gonna say um the interacting with the mechas it it reminded me somewhat of horizon Z- zero dawn actually Oh, the hacking. Um, yeah. Yeah. The hacking. And, uh, so it, it, yeah, it's, it's, that's what makes this one. One of the reasons it makes this one kind of unique is for a survival exploration game is that you can, you know, ha- hack your robots and actually do- utilize them. For those that are watching the, the video, you'll see up in the top left, you'll see like the, the robot that I have, the ammo that I have. And there's one that says feline one. That's actually mm-hmm. one of the, one of the, Kitty bot. Kitty bot. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, another aspect that we should probably talk on is this is more like an RPG, like survival RPG, because yeah, there is an upgrade tra- uh, track to this, which you can do. Yeah. And crafting, too. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the crafting because that yeah. that's fairly intensive. <laughs> Yeah, I had just started on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is pretty straightforward. Um, as you explore, you get chips. The, the more things you find, like weather stations, um, that that's something else we'll have to discuss as far as the gameplay in a second. So once you get a certain amount of chips and you level up, you can level up. You use uh, your armor. You can level up your charge speed on your, your guns. You can have more damage. It's very straightforward. Carry more items and uh, endurance. Um, the running is actually very limited at first. If you're in a big spacesuit carrying a big space gun, that would do it too. So yeah, <laughs> um, an interesting thing. You can also upgrade your uh, your companion robots as well. Yeah. So like, if you notice in here, like you can, I have. Upgraded my mecha's health, and I have upgraded yeah. their uh, damage a little bit. So there's <laughs> there's certain things you can do with that, and I believe you can have up to four, from what I remember. Yeah, I've only had uh, uh, two so far. Yeah, <laughs> and they will h- tremendously help you not die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I I like how they're they have their little um um. On the station, there's a the deck for them that mm-hmm. you can, uh, you know, upgrade them, and they have their their little chambers. <laughs> it's, yep. it's really really well done, actually. <laughs> yep, and that that's definitely something I did like about that. It, it's just it's another small touch. So like right now, I'm going down through the clouds in the sky lift. So like just to give you guys an idea of like kind of the scale of it. Um, the islands aren't huge, like yeah. that you're actually on. Mm-hmm. They're they're not the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, I had gone to the where you uh, crash land originally. I had I spent an hour just on, on that that map, going around mm-hmm. the whole you know traversing the whole map and and collecting assets and just just I enjoy that that part of the game, the open world exploration element. So I wasn't in a hurry to you know finish the missions. On these islands, each one's kind of got like a almost a different theme or a different look to it. There's one uh, later in the game you get one that's like basically a desert. Um, there's different stuff that goes with it. When you get to one of the islands, and the one we're looking at right now is the second island, and mm. it's just a few trees in a plain of grass. 
Yeah. But the thing I the thing <laughs> I love about this is it's like the small little details that are almost like Horizon Zero Dawn because like you'll see like the wind kind of blow over the grass yeah. and you oh, can yeah. see it for you can see it for as far as you can actually see in the game and go to. And then yeah. you'll then you'll see like the storm element which is a gameplay element. Um, that that was yeah that that was one of my favorite things about it actually <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's just nice things like that that you normally wouldn't see and it's like the grass is all from what we're seeing uh, what I'm seeing right now it's all red it's just mm-hmm. little touches little artistic yeah, touches yeah. like that <laughs> little art little artistic touches like that that make it really cool um, yeah the tornadoes were cool you know they they kill you pretty quickly so you got to be very careful. yes yes they do. <laughs> But one one of the things I was enjoying when I was going around the map is is going to all the ionizers and at the ionizers, uh, weather ionizers, uh, they help uh, uh, make the storm less intense. And you can that's where you can do your saves too for the game. Yep. Which was really really convenient. So you you just walk every every few minutes. There's an ionizer and you can uh, keep going. Otherwise, if you don't go to an ion, ionizer, you die pretty quickly from the storm. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the storm take, it takes up a, a few different elements. Um, you'll you'll see it's kind of like this blue hue around where things are becoming a trouble spot, shall we say? And <laughs> there will be tornadoes. There will be lightning, which is yeah, you usually, get struck. Sometimes. Yeah, you will get struck, <laughs> and it will kill you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, there, there, this game is very exploration heavy. So one of the things though, is, uh, crafting. And I'm going to let you mostly talk about that, Joe, because that is, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> I want to get your take on it as seeing how you had just gotten into it. And I'm only showing a, a very early portion of the game right now. I had literally just started it like my second hour of play. So I haven't used it too much. I've been, Oh, starting to do upgrades to the ship mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatnot, but I haven't really built anything big yet. For those that are wondering the, the upgrade mechanic <laughs> or the crafting system, I guess it's really kind of, they're kind of intertwined. Basically what it allows you to do is upgrade your ship, repair your ship, um, but you'll go around as you explore, and it's kind of like an Altair um, type game, uh, Altair like Ryza mm. type game, where you go around and you it's fetch quest, collecting quest, whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, 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 of course, of but, course. <laughs> it, but it has a core purpose to the game. Yes, and and like you were saying before, it's very RPG like in how you you know you craft. Yeah, it, it's all menu driven, and it's yeah. very menu heavy and stuff, but it. For this particular game, it actually works really well. The thing that I found that I liked the most about it, though, was the fact that it was tied so centrally to like the rest of the game. Because usually, like the the crafting systems, either really the rest intri- of the game, it, it really integral or not. Yeah, even in in No Man's Sky when it was new, it was a little disjointed the mm-hmm. way you did your crafting from the rest of the game. But they've fixed that; they unified it better. And this game unified it, you know, right off the bat. I didn't feel like I was doing like crafting like I did was on other games. Yeah, definitely. Um, so right now I'm in combat, and for those that want to know how this plays uh, out, plays yes. out. <laughs> um, right, right mouse gives you a charge shot basically for your firearm and 
we'll get into the oh no can't take it anymore. and the shooting hitting hitting right yeah. <laughs> that was my old, that was one one of my big complaints about the game yeah because <laughs> it's using the right mouse button to use an item or again and simultaneously shoot with the less left mouse button is a little awkward <laughs> yep it, it, it really is not gonna lie <laughs> so that and the longer you hold the 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 scoped version of the you know the right click it actually charges up the the firearm oh I yeah <laughs> I'm probably going to die. So this will be fun. Okay. <laughs> and and the other thing, actually, the camera positions can sometimes be too close or too far. So it would be nice to have more control over that. <laughs> but this game is actually better than most with, with the camera. You don't always go, go through, um, you know, the landscape or items like a lot of Unity games uh, suffer from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, that that is one thing uh, that happens a lot in a lot of Unity games is that, like you will fall through things and all the other jazz, and it's really kind of depressing sometimes because it's like, oh, I died again. Yeah, and then it works, and you're like, oh, okay. Thinking of another element is that the WASDA movement is actually quite good and not too soft or sluggish. Um, Unity games have a tendency to suffer from from movement and a little bit too soft, not as not as quick and and sharp and and uh, fast. So, but this game did a really nice job. It has a nice balance of of not too sharp, but with just enough give. I wouldn't call it fluid, but it, it feels right. Yeah, it feels right for the game. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm trying to think of a game comparison that I can really use it. Probably like maybe like a kill zone kind of game as far as like there mm. feels like a weight to the game, a weight yeah, to it, but a... but it's not overdone. Correct. Because yeah. you are in a foreign planet. You are <laughs> in a space marine outfit of type. And so it just kind of works like with, with that mind frame i guess and that's kind of why i think it's a really cool what they do with that because yeah movement definitely fits in with the atmosphere it does and speaking speaking of the keyboard controls i like the fact that basically everything is tied to you know sorry for those that aren't left-handed um oh yeah (laughs) i mean in fairness you can change the controls to the to arrows if you need to yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah you can change change it to whatever you want so there is that so for those that are of the left-handed type there you go (laughs) it's Uh, funny because i sometimes will will play with my mouse on my left i'm kind of a little bit ambidextrous mm -hmm. so i've i've played with the mouse on both sides so i understand the pain (laughs) for some people yeah This episode of Gamester is brought to you by Bitwarden. Get started right now with your free account at bitwarden.com backslash DLN. A password manager is software that allows you to have the peace of mind knowing that your online accounts are safe. How does it do that? Well, securing your online accounts is very important because the best security practice for your passwords is to have different passwords for every account on every website that you go to. Sure, this makes sense as a policy, but without a password manager, that also makes things very, very painful to do. 
BitWarren solves this by providing tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords for you, and even automatically fill in those passwords on login forms so you don't have to. You can access your data across many types of devices like your web browser, using your, their mobile apps, desktop applications, or even the command line. BitWarren seals your private data with end-to-end -end encryption before it ever leaves your devices so you know that you're the only person with access to your data. Bitwarden is the password manager that I use and trust because in addition to all these great features, it's also 100% open source software. That's right, 100% open source, which means the features and security of their infrastructure can be vetted and improved by the community. They don't just stop there. They also bring in third-party security firms to audit their code to make sure it is secure as possible. Go to bitwarden.com slash DLN to get started. And did I mention you can get started for free? Well, you can, but I think you'll want to check out their premium accounts anyway, because you get one gig of encrypted file storage, two-step logins with UbiKey, two-factor authentication, and Duo, Vault Health Reports, Bitwarden Authenticator, and Priority Customer Service. And you get all this for just 10 bucks a year. Make the smart move, like many, from the DLN community and go to bitwarden.com slash DLN. This lets you get the peace of mind for your passwords and other sensitive data while also supporting a company that truly gets open source. Sign up for their $10 a year premium account to let them know you appreciate them for supporting open source and supporting the GameSphere podcast. Go to bitwarden.com slash DLN and get started. Thanks again to Bitwarden for sponsoring GameSphere. Would you make a recommendation to continue to play this game, Jill, or would you make a recommendation to you continue to play this as well? No, I definitely would. I think and it's only it, it's worth $9.99 <laughs> for sure. And I think it's fun. I'm going to continue playing this game. And in fact, because of this game, I'm going to go back to their original um, the Far Sky Interactive, their original game is called Far Sky. It was mm -hmm. a, a short underwater exploration uh, game. And I'd, I'd actually never gone through that. And I'm going to buy their newer one, um, their their last one with the free ones, because that one's really up my alley. That's uh, more of a, uh, a game like a story about my uncle, mm -hmm. where it's a first person parkour 3D platform adventure exploration game <laughs> yeah which but this game i can definitely recommend especially to people who like survival games and who like no man's sky or astroneer is another one mm -hmm. um i remember astroneer came out <laughs> that same year too yeah there were a lot of sci-fi inspired yeah. games that year yeah, Surviving Mars came a little bit later. Yep. And then Ark if you like Ark Survival Evolved, which I enjoy. <laughs> Jill playing a first person dinosaur ride. Okay, the dinosaur riding would make okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's but. the dinosaur riding. I don't care about anything else. I just want to ride the dinosaurs. <laughs> makes sense. So I totally agree that this is a game that is definitely <laughs> worth the 10 bucks that it is. And yeah. I, I tend to be one that's like for every dollar I spend, I want at least an hour of enjoyment. You can easily get 10 hours of enjoyment out of this just oh. by, just by exploring and trying to craft and upgrade your stuff. Totally easily enough to do. Um, cool. Matt, did you finish the game? I have not because for me, this would be a game that I would finish playing 
eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my problem is it's not on it's on the backlog list, just not primary on the backlog list. Because <laughs> I, I made certain proposals this year that I was going to work on the backlog list. So this will probably be getting getting done this year. I just oh, don't cool. know why. But playing it now reminds me of why I want to complete it because it, I just love the aesthetic and all that stuff to it. Like, yeah, it, and it's got again, it's got that uniqueness with being able to 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 use the mechas around you around you and kitty bots and there were llama bots too. <laughs> there, there are actually. If you go to as soon as you get to the second island, yes, you, you will run into some level two llama bots, which is funny because you. you the only ones you've interacted with are like the feline ones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have like, they, they almost yeah, remind... And they're really neat looking. <laughs> yeah. Really... Like, yeah. The I, I, are all good looking. They they're, are. They're very, very uh, skeletal, but very artistically done. And they, they look pretty. They're not ugly. <laughs> yeah. But the, there's this, the, the art the science style. fiction element. Yeah. yeah the, the art style that they went with, Mm-hmm. doesn't detract it accentuates yeah and oh and that's what it reminded like I, i'm sorry interrupted a bit but no, i was good. thinking it reminded me of a little bit of flipping through an art book mm-hmm. which i love i dearly love um it's uh it, it has that element to you it, it element to it and you know if you love arcs exploration games this one is Perfect. Just looking at the environments and the atmospheres, and I took a lot of screenshots. <laughs> and that was that's been one of my favorite things about No Man's Sky. With when, when I'm playing No Man's Sky, I don't usually do survival mode because I just like to explore the environment. <laughs> <laughs> so with this game, it lets you explore the environment. You but you still have to be careful that you avoid the the storms. But it, it lets you progress in whatever way you want to progress slowly or quickly with the missions. Yeah. Like if you want to explore, it totally lets you, if you want to just knock out every single like story focused mission that, that will determine your overall level of enjoyment of the game. I think mm-hmm. um, for me, I think it's, it's more of the, the very open-ended exploration with the, the story stuff kind of being there. And kind of getting to it at your own pace. That's why I do like games like this, games like uh, Valley and those kind of games too. That mm-hmm. they they want you to explore. They want you to try stuff, and that to me is really really cool. I wish more companies would do that. Um, this is again, this is by Far Sky Interactive. They are no longer currently a company, but these games um, show that they had a unique approach to I think to gaming. So we've talked a little bit about the story. We've talked about some of the gameplay, what kind of worked, didn't work. Jill, if there was one negative you had to give now, I know this goes against your, your character. (laughs) If there was one negative, what would you give? Hmm. Maybe a little bit more challenging, um, uh, uh, puzzles on the hacking. Yeah, I guess, I guess that would be it's not a a strong negative but it is there and you know some of the gameplay mechanics like we were talking about earlier um with the mouse movement and uh aiming (laughs) (laughs) but i think yeah a little 
a little more um, challenging puzzles. A lot like what I get with the Talus Principle, which is also one of my favorite games. <laughs> um, so, so for those that are wondering what the, the hacking puzzles are like, um, the best example I have is probably the the Spider-Man game from uh, on PS4 or uh, PS5, okay. which would give the best example of what it, it's a radial hacking game that yeah you have to move right. piece, <laughs> por- portions and pieces until you have the outer radial matching interlocks. the inner, interlocks with the outer uh, the inner. It, it's not complicated generically speaking. Um, usually, but, um, pretty... a positive they probably did that because you know they wanted to make it more accessible for new mm-hmm. users to survival games yeah very much um i, I think it was a design choice i don't, I, yeah. I don't think it was because they like they couldn't make a decent puzzle yeah game. harder puzzle yeah <laughs> but that, that's usually not the case but i think i think they were going for atmospheric survival type game here and yeah honestly i think they really 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 got nailed really it <laughs> nailed it and i love it for that um, yeah, this is a game I can highly recommend. In fact, I've uh, talked to a few people who played it who had a hard time getting through it, and I didn't understand that. You know, I, I was like, but it, it's it's got such a nice pace, and you can do it at your own speed. I mean, maybe maybe because it didn't quite have as much action or adventure in it as some people wanted, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or shoot them up. <laughs> but that's not what this game was about. No, the, the, this is, I will say that this is a very specific game for a very specific type of person yeah Um, Yeah. but like and that's kind of what this whole series is though uh you know this whole game sphere thing is about now is like i'm not a big survival fan like uh, literally the only mmo i'll go and play and you can go whether or not you quantify as mmos up for debate is i'll literally go play warframe that's the only game like multiplayer yeah that is literally the only like MMO type game I'll go and play or like survival type game. Only one I'll play <laughs> because I'm not a fan of, you know, I've tried uh, games like Savage Land and I've tried and I just can't get uh, into them. Can't get into them. Yeah. But this, because I'm going to be blunt, I don't have to deal with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's definitely more up my alley because yes. it, it, it gives me that pace that I can go to. Like, do I want to run through it? Do I not? You know, I don't have people hassling me about the pace I'm going at, which is something that I find in a lot of survival games. Or Yeah, that's my complaint, too, about a lot of survival games. You have to do that mission. Yeah. Or, yeah, and it, it falls apart. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I, I don't want to. I want to. I want to explore the world. I want to see what's going on in it. I want to know the lore. And it's like, nope, you got to do this mission. Uh, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> And and you know what? When No Man's Sky came out, everyone was complaining about it because truly, you know, it was released as an early access game. Let's face it, <laughs> it was very and, much. But but um, I liked exploring the environment. I didn't care about the space battles and all that. It's a, a definitely a simpler world. You know, it's it's not this huge procedural universe. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no Man's not. Sky is. <laughs> But because of that simplicity and that minimalism, and they stuck to the artistic style of uh, very m- minimalism. Oh, also the colors. Very, very muted colors. There's a lot of bright colors, but they're all about the same um, luminosity. Yeah, definitely very true. Yeah. Um, almost, I can't think of like a color tint that they would have to it, but almost like, like a like a 
a weird like sepia tone type of sepia tone. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Kind of, kind of, kind of filter on it almost. Yeah. It's not overdone. It's not like, it's not like a bad Instagram one yeah. <laughs> where, where a little bit yeah. something like that, but it, it's, it's very, very lightly touched and yeah. it, it's almost like a color correction almost uh, of how they apply it. And I think that's, that's really tastefully done there. Um, but yeah, as, as far as this game though, overall, uh, I would have loved to see what more they could have done with this game. I really would have if if they were still around. Um, they supported this game, I believe, up until they got done as a company. Yeah. So they did a lot of support for this. And I think the last update that I remember was 2018. So two years of support for a game after its release is actually really good nowadays. Yeah. And uh, so overall, I would probably give this like a 40 out of 50 in my opinion like mm -hmm. for for the cost to, to the to the actual gameplay it, there's not a lot to critique as far as like they know what they wanted to do and they got out what they wanted to do yeah and the overall game feels like it's a get in and get out it's not it it doesn't feel like it's trying to overstay yeah what it's doing yeah i think like yeah 40 out of 50 that's that's yeah that's about right where i am too jill when can people find you online oh boy found at linux gamecast doing gaming there and uh i do a show there, linux news show called linux weekly daily wednesdays on wednesdays <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just, I'm a proud member of the Destination Linux Network. And we are very proud to have you. Oh, <laughs> I love, this has been so much fun, Matt. <laughs> I always enjoy talking about games. I always, <laughs> and again, the whole point of this is, uh, I would have played this eventually, but this is something that was really far down on that, like, thousand plus game list. And the fact that, for the show and i ended up playing this that it, it, it definitely went much much higher on that gotta finish list so th this is as just as much of a exploration of gaming uh, for me as it is for game recommendations that other people might not normally play and i think that's awesome. uh that's a, that's a fun thing because i want to experience the only way to experience gaming as a whole is to kind of put aside like it's kind of like in music, put aside your kind of personal, like my preferred taste and just kind of open the floodgates and see what happens. I might find yeah. something I like. And that to me is really cool to do. Mm. And I don't know. I, I'm just weird that way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been enjoying on Destination Linux. I sometimes do the game reviews and I'm I'm really loving that. And then playing games here for GameSphere, yeah. which has been really fun. So I get to... I, I get to play games on on all the places I'm in, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> so how how many 8-bit games has Ryan and Michael subjugated you to so far? Oh, <laughs> there have been quite a few, yes. <laughs> Inside joke for those that don't know. Yeah. And, but, uh, Jill, I'm glad uh, to have had this opportunity to kind of talk to you that we both played this game um yeah yeah and 
you guys know what to do. You, you know, you got the comment section, you got the readings, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's your prerogative. Perfectly thumbs up, but you know, if not, I get it. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, so whatever. At the end of the day, Jill, thank you for joining. I appreciate Aww, it. Thank you for having me, Matt. This it, was so much fun. It definitely was. And I hope, well, oh, don't worry, you'll be back on. But, yeah. uh, Yay. Uh, I'm not going to be the only gamer on here. Yeah. I mean, I might be trying to introduce people to gaming, but man, I'm not going to be the only gamer on here every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, make sure to check check out all our great content mm-hmm. here on Destination Linux. We've got um, DLN Extend with Matt here. Uh, Matt and uh, Wendy and Nate. <laughs> oh, they'll be on. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> So I can't wait to see them playing games on here. And we've got Hardware Addicts with Ryan, Michael, and Wendy. Uh, we've, got, of course, got Destination Linux with me and Noah and Ryan and Michael we on also Sundays. Ha- we also have Ask Noah, too. Yeah, and we have uh, weekly Noah radio show. Yep. Yeah. If you want the, uh, <laughs> weekly Noah ra- show. Ask Noah Show. Ask if, if you want the weekly radio show, um, all his information is there. Always a great. Covers, uh, mm-hmm. conversations with what Noah's going on and the rest of the network. Um, if you mm-hmm. are looking to get in contact with me, you can find me at, at Matt DLN on Twitter so you can tell me how wrong I am about my gaming choices. Aww, <laughs> I think they're perfect, Matt. <laughs> and I'm on on Twitter at Jill underscore Linux girl. And with that, you can find any other information for the Destination Linux network at destinationlinux.network. Yeah. And We'll see you guys later.